Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Better Parenting Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her innovative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of energy profiling, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol's hope is that you will be able to say, I am a better parent thanks to Carol Tuttle and what she teaches. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. morning. Appreciate everyone joining me this morning. I'm excited for today's topic. It's one of the topics that I think people, parents need a lot of help with because I think um, a lot of the information out there tells you to um, support children learning to become potty trained, thinking they're all the same and they're not. So there needs to be different considerations and approaches depending on what type of child is. So I'm excited to give you some tips and tricks about that, and I'd love to hear from you as well. I'll be taking callers um, after we go over today's topic, and you can call in at 347-677-1963. I also have some questions that have been sent to me via email. I also get them occasionally on Facebook, and I also can have them sent to me um, are posted on the Live Your Truth forum, where they can then be they will be directed to me. You can send questions via email by emailing parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Another thing I love about the show is even when we talk about something as specific as potty training, you may not have a child in that age group or in that consideration, but you're going to learn some things about your children no matter the topic. Because energy profiling, which my parenting show is based on, which you can learn more about at myenergyprofile.com, whatever topic that we talk about, you're going to always learn more about the four types within the energy profiling system. You're going to get your own ahas. And you're going to start getting your own identification with these four types and you're going to start to receive your own inspirations in your day-to-day process. So I highly encourage you, if you've not yet formally learned the model, maybe you've picked it up from my blog. I have a wonderful blog to support you called thecarolblog.com. And maybe you've learned it from others that you've not yet invested in reading my books. I really encourage you to get the real foundation laid for this and go to myenergyprofile.com and get my book, It's Just My Nature. I am currently working on a parenting book that will be released this fall in 2012. I'm calling it The Child Whisperer, How to Effectively Raise a Child True to Their Nature. It's going to be a fabulous book. I'm very excited about it. But in the meantime, go ahead and grab It's Just My Nature. Make sure you follow me on my blog, thecarolblog.com. I'm also currently 
uh, we've been playing around with Pinterest. Those of you that play and have fun with Pinterest, you can find me now on Pinterest. Let me give you that uh, web address because uh, I've got a Carol Tuttle Pinterest page with several boards on there that you might have fun. Just, it's fun. It's fun stuff, and I can share my life with you that way. But it's Pinterest.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. And I currently have nine boards on the... um, on my Pinterest page, and I'd love for you to join me and follow me on Pinterest. You can also follow me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle. I'm excited because we're going to start having weekly parenting blog posts as well that you can look forward to. I think we're going to start those on every Friday. In the near future, so you'll have more support for your parenting efforts and becoming a better parent. And I've come up with a little slogan I really love. I'm calling it, Become a Better Parent, Create a Better World. I honestly believe as we parent our children in a manner that's honoring to their true nature, we raise really wonderful human beings and they make a di- we all have more harmony and it's just a better world as a byproduct. Well, let's talk about potty training tips for different types of children. Now, you know in the four types, the four different movements, our type one is our more random, upward light, spontaneous, fun-loving movement. I'm calling this child the fun-loving child. And our type two is our more calming, relaxed, connected, fluid-flowing, sensitive child. I'm calling the type two the sensitive child. And then our type three is our push-forward, swift, abrupt, active-reactive, determined child. I'm calling the type three the determined child. And then type four is the more structured and constant and exact. And in a manner, the stillness is not so much always in there outward expression, but a more still, reflective inner quality, which comes across then more serious than a child. I'm calling the type four the more serious child. And this mainly, it's these movements determine their nature, their personality, their developmental processes, their thought and feeling processes, their learning styles, their playful, um, their play styles, how they interact with the world. They're coming to learn that children actually have some very clear indicators of each of the four movements. It can also be seen in their physical features. Very, I'm starting to learn all of the qualities that each of the four types have when they're small, when they're little, the, co- the quality of their physical characteristics. That's very interesting to learn. And they also have it in their potty training habits. Now, in the potty training world, learning, teaching a child to start to go from being in a diaper to using a toilet in those facilities, there's a lot of a lot of uh, schools of thought out there, a lot of methods to follow. 
my daughter, who you met last week in the beautiful show that she was on with me on how to bring music into your home and touch your children's music, Jenny Tuttle Allen, she recently used a method that was kind of a hard crash, fast and furious method where you just, for like three days, that's all you do is focus on potty training. Just really intense and that's just so, it's like a one topic, three day experience and it was with her type three, two and a half year old. Now, I don't know if Joseph was showing a lot of signs of wanting to use the toilet and get out of his diaper. So I think that's the first indicator. They need to want it. They need to want it really, really a lot. It's not enough to have the parent wanting it because maybe you've got another child coming along. Maybe you're just tired of buying the diapers. Whatever your motive is, if you want it more than your child, it's not going to happen that easily because they're not drawn to that. They're not being naturally oriented to that and you're trying to get them to do something that's not developmentally up for them. And it's usually going to go against you, or it'll work for a little bit, and then it will be short-lived. And so you need to make that first assessment, and that would be true for any of the four types. What's their natural inclination, their interest? What, what desire are they showing? Are they giving me a lot of messages that this is what they want? And if they're not, you may be doing this prematurely. And each of the four types is going to show that differently. I would think type four children are going to be the first to indicate they want to be potty trained for a couple of reasons. They develop intellectually the the most quickly. So they're going to have the most ability to deduct reasonably that that's available, that that would be nice. And these are the children that don't like feeling the mess in their diaper. They do not like having, you know, my a lot of type 4 kids, they don't like having mess, messing ha- messy hands. They don't like things being messy around them. They don't like messy diapers. They're going to be the most oriented at their earliest stages to want to be potty trained. And I'm not going to put a age on this because I really think if you act more intuitively on this, and follow the signs your children give you, you're going to be more successful rather than group them into a certain age group. Because I've heard parents say their kids potty train very young. They were type fours. And then there's kids that don't do it till they're in their well into their being three. So you need to just kind of eliminate the whole age factor that there's a lot of models that teach parenting methods by age. And I've come to learn that the types is actually more supportive than age. But for any type, what's their level of interest? And type fours are going to be the earliest in that. So just notice that. I'd say type ones and threes are going to come along a little later. Type twos, somewhere in the middle of all that. Type ones and twos, ones get distracted. Type threes, it's just a detail they don't want to bother with. And so there's various reasons why your different types aren't engaging in that. If it's Especially if it's too early, it may just be beyond their capacity to, to really let, get it to stick. And I like to remind parents that you don't see too many, well, you never see 
you know, any teenagers or adults walking around in a diaper because they just didn't get potty trained. It's going to happen. It's just built in. It's going to happen. And doing it too soon may then create problems after the fact that you don't want to have to deal with. Children wetting their beds, not being um, 100% consistent as they're now four and five. And if you're having those issues, I'm going to give you a few pointers for that to help your kids make up for what possibly was just happening a little too soon for them. So let's just talk about the four types and what we can learn about once you've gotten a good indicator that they're ready. And really, you know, I've been a very prayerful parent. I feel prayer has been one of my greatest resources. Pray to know, to see the signs, and to act in accordance with your child's development so it's supportive rather rather than on causing, creating unnecessary issues. Just be very prayerful about these things and ask to be guided to know when's the right time for your children to potty train. It's most likely going to be different for each of your children. So be open to those promptings. So with your um, type 1 children, these are the more unstructured children. And we talk about this a lot, that they're fun-loving. They like games. They like making anything into a game into more playfulness. And so you need to look at potty training through that lens. What can you do to help it be more fun, to make it playful, to make it light? If it gets too serious, you're going to pull away. If you're unhappy about how they're going about it, they're going to be disinterested. They don't want to be involved in things that cause unhappiness, that appear in their little minds to cause unhappiness for their mom and dad. And they'll steer away from it. They're like, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, it's just subconscious in them. It's so built in. It's their type 1 wiring. They're very motivated to see, you know, they... They can't really make mom and dad happy. It's not their job, but they're going to think it is. And so what? how are you responding? Are you really happy about, are you kind of animating up your response? Are you having fun with it? Are you clapping your hands? Are you showing some exuberance? Or are you just kind of going about it matter-of-factly, giving them praise? It's nice, but I think you need to be a little more animated. Really show your type 1 little toddler, how happy you are. They love it when mom and dad exhibit their happiness. They're very motivated by happy parents. And so make it more playful. Make it more of a game. I don't have any specifics for you on that. I want you to think about that yourself. Maybe even somebody can call in and share some things they've done with their type 1 kids that have proven to be really successful with their potty training efforts. Now, type 2 children, they're more sensitive, they're more they're more methodical, they're more thought out. I would think you need to talk to them a little bit about it before you just start doing it, that you make a plan, that you even plan a day in the uh, not-too-distant future, that you see how they're going to feel about that, if they're going to be, you know, if they're going to be 
okay with that and they're comfortable with that. And then you have all the supplies you need to make it comfortable. I don't think type 2 children should have to try and climb up on a bigger toilet. They need a potty seat. It needs to be comfortable and it needs to be very private and not talked about amongst the family. They just, um, it's a private matter. And I mean, how many of us are talking about our, our bathroom experience out in the family? Yeah, I think that gets talked about way too much in family groups with the other kids and in settings that are not private enough. And it needs to be a private conversation with your type 2 child and, a, and some loving praise when the successes are there. And do they have, you know, I would think um, any child with the benefits that we have of the pull-ups, the pull-up diapers, um, there's a lot of support materials out support products out there to help this become an easier transition that they can any of the four types is going to benefit from that from having those pull up diapers so if they don't make it every time it's not an issue I don't think it's good to take the child straight out of a diaper into underpants you need some transitional time then they'll let you know, I don't want to wear that anymore. You know, they'll, they'll start taking them off a lot of times. So type twos, how comfortable are you making it for them in that loving praise? And I think any child's going to benefit from a reward system or a, some children just naturally have type one energy in them to a certain degree because they like things to be fun. You can also draw off the, draw on the type one world and, It doesn't have to be a game, but it can be something that's just really fun and enjoyable. And type threes, now these are the kids that maybe you need to just tell them, you know, you just got to do it. Go get that done. Type threes tend to not pay attention to this little detail and not want to be bothered with it. And so if they can experience this more as a task that gets a result, even something that they can put a check on a list, how many times they do it in a day, and then they get some kind of reward at the end of the day. They can even put a sticker to show, I went to the, I went on the potty, and you got to be careful with that because you don't want them to take advantage of it that they're trying to find ways to go potty. So it has to be legit. So it's, if it's not legit, you go, no, you were just trying to get the sticker. You know, you just, this is this is to teach you to use the toilet. That's why we're doing it. So when you've got a job well done, when you've done the job really well, you'll get the sticker when the job needs to be done. And then talk about it in the vocabulary. It's a job that needs to get done. Or challenge, you know, that's great. Man, you took that challenge on and you did it. So awesome. These are just simple ways to phrase things these type, different types relate to. Then in our type 4 world, I think they're the most naturally inclined to get potty trained because they don't want to deal with the messy diaper. When they learn there's a cleaner, uh, more efficient way to do something, they're all over that. And so just again, teaching them, again, these are kids that like to take upon themselves their own learning as much as they can. Teach them how to use the toilet. They may be fine using the adult toilet. They love the fact that they can do things that big people can do. Let them out, you know, ask them which one they prefer. And 
I'd say if you can't have a fairly reasonable conversation of some kind and get a response from your child, it may be too early. You know, maybe we push this whole potty training thing up more into a timeline that's for parents rather than kids. Because I know people start doing it around age, children are in that age too. And so I don't have any, my children seem to all move through it fairly successfully. I don't have any stories of that found that I recall that now that stand out. So evidently it wasn't too big a deal for my children. If anything, my one son, who's my oldest son, who's a type 2, I probably pushed him too much. Let me add that. Don't push your type 2 children to do it. Don't be pushing with them. Don't try and make them do it. Because there were some bedwetting issues after that. And I probably pushed him, and that wasn't in his best interest because we had to then deal with some bedwetting issues in the years after the potty training. So I encourage you to just, if you're a type 3 parent, you can push a type 3 kid, but the other four types are just not responsive as much to being pushed. You may not know you're doing it, so take a look at that. So back to our type 4 children. They have the ability to be more um, reason and be logical. So be um, be more matter-of-fact with them. Tell them why they need, you're doing this. And tell them to look around and see that, notice that mommy and daddy and all the there's older brothers and sisters, nobody wears a diaper anymore. And you want to help him learn to use the toilet. And so you want to um, teach them how to do that. Let's ask them if they're able to be verbal with you, you know, how they feel about that, if they're ready to start doing that, if they want to. You can be just more matter-of-fact with them. Again, I think any of the types responds to being type fours like recognition and praise. And again, that needs to be a very private matter in the type four world. It's not comfortable for a type four child to be talking about their potty training experience at the dinner table or in front of the family or you talking about it with other friends when they're standing there. It's embarrassing. It's a, they, they get it. They, they Even at that small age, they know that, you know, you don't talk about what you do in the bathroom with everybody else. Why are you talking about what I do in the bathroom? So those are some general tips to get you going. If you've had issues and maybe you started too soon or whatever your manner and approach was wasn't in the best interest of your child, depending on how old they are, you know, you can always go back and tell them that you didn't handle that appropriately and and you're apologizing that you didn't understand their nature and what was the most supportive for them. And you just want them to know that that you want to work with them now and help them out. You don't want them to feel any kind of stress from this. You know, if you've got a five-year-old that's still wetting their bed, you can have that conversation and you can let them know that you want to help them and you want to support them. I mean, they they obviously are dealing with stress from it. And it's just really defeating to them if they're having accidents or wetting their bed. And they're older now because, you know, they feel, feel kind of like a flaw to them. And you want to take that pressure off them. And remove that by chatting with them and telling them that what they're, they're doing the best they know how. And, and tell them what you've heard here today 
that if you had known it at that time, you would have approached it that way. And you would help, like to help them now. And let, let them share with you their ideas too. What are their insights for how they can create more success with that and, and not have the accidents that are occurring? And I'd be interested to hear from you what you come up with. That'd be really cool. I can share with you my insights and, and what my take is on it, but it's really applying this, practicing it, and learning by doing, taking this information into the actual life experience and then seeing what happens. And then, you know, write into me. Write your success stories. Write me at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Post your successes on the Live Your Truth form in the parenting threads or the conversations that those are going on, and even better yet, give me a call and let me know. I did what you said, and this is what happened, and this is this is where it worked, and this is where it didn't, and this is what I learned, and this is how I made it better. That would be awesome if you could share with me what you're learning from the shows that you're listening to. Um, I'd love to hear from you, and you can even email me at parenting at live your truth and tell me your success stories. I'd love to hear that. I'm going to... Um, turn to our questions now and you can call in at 347-677-1963. When you call in, you need to press the number one on your phone twice. You'll be prompted to press it once and then you need to do it a second time. So I can see on my switchboard that you want to come on the show. I've got some questions that were written into me um, and that I want to take my written in questions. And this came from Oh, a type 4 mom, the dad is a type 3, and their youngest child is a type 4-3. She says, I have a type 4-3 10-year-old son we have been struggling with. He feels we should have the free, he should have the freedom to decide whether he should go to school or not, do his homework, have bedtime, brush his teeth, eat his veggies, do his chores without suffering any consequences. We do have family rules in our home, but we have We do give them freedom to choose, but there are always consequences to their actions. Example, if they finish their chores, they can play with friends. If they don't do their chores, they can't play with friends. I haven't had any problems with my other boys, type 1 and type 2, on this except my my 10-year-old son. Last night he told me he wanted to be adopted into another family because another family would just let him do whatever he wanted. Play, play as many video games as he wanted, let him go to bed whenever he wanted. He even went as far as telling me that I make his life miserable. I don't know what to do to get through to him. I feel very frustrated as a mom because it seems no matter what I try, he just isn't happy in being part of our family, which he often states, shows by his actions and expressions. He doesn't get along with his other brothers and oftentimes is negative towards them, belittles them and tries to micromanage their every move. Please help. What can I do to help him and myself? Well, the key in this, and when I first got the question, the mom didn't um, share what type, so I asked Christine, one of my customer support, to reach out to this mom and ask her, what type are you? It was really important for me to know. And as I had suspected, the mom being a type 4, that's the where it's all stemming from. The key statement here is, your son is just is sending out a huge message And the message is, I want to be my own authority. Stop. 
telling me what to do because the key things that I'm reading that you told me that he isn't in any way able to come up with his own sense of being his own authority is we have consequences in our home. They have freedom to choose whether to follow them or not. So he has not had any say. Um, oh, we do have family rules in our home, but they... So, see, he hasn't had any say, any voice in what the family rules are. He's being... And the key statement here is, that was a huge clue for me, is he tries to micromanage his brother's every move. He's mirroring to you. He feels micromanaged. He feels that his type four mom is micromanaging his life, his every move, because the rules have all been set in place without him having a say. And only choice he gets is whether he follows them or not. And he doesn't even have a say on what the consequences will be. Now, do I believe this child wants to just not go to school or... No, he's, he's now playing in extremes. He's 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 using examples that a 10-year-old boy is going to give you to say, I'm tired of you telling me everything I have to do. And I believe another family wouldn't do that to me. So now he's doing the all or nothing, which is type four. I either love you or I hate you. My type four son would stomp off to his bedroom and say, I hate you. I wish I didn't live. I want to die. He's about eight, your son's age. Now this is all or nothing of saying, I can't even live here anymore because you people don't even understand me. And you're not giving me any right to being my own authority. Now, am I suggesting you just turn over his whole life to him and say, all right, you're in charge of your life? Uh, honestly, you probably do a, a pretty good job. I've met a lot of type fours that didn't have the benefit of healthy parents, and they they actually fare quite well. Our parents that completely did not understand them. My um, son-in-law, Tony, in a manner raised himself. He has two type one parents, and they didn't really get him, and he did quite a nice job of raising himself up. Type fours would be the most inclined to do that. So uh, your son wants you to sit down with him and say, do you feel like I micromanage your every move? Do you feel like you don't have any right to be your own authority? Is the reason you don't want to live with us and you want to be adopted into another family because you don't feel you have a right to choose what's right for you and have a say in it? I would bet that he would say yes to every one of those. So being a type four yourself, you think you've got the whole thing figured out. You're very efficient in your parenting. you got the roles. you got the consequences. Now everyone's just got to line up and do it. doesn't work with your type four son. He's not responding to you being his authority. It's just not. It's basically like, you having your mother kind of, you know, telling you how to continue now to not giving you any say in your life. There's no difference. You may only be 10, but if he doesn't have a say, he's being denied one of his most intrinsic qualities. And so just imagine your life, even at your age as an adult, that your mother is still 
the one managing your world in every way. And so you need to start to give him room. You need to start to let him have a say. When does he want to do the chores? What is the consequence if he doesn't do the chores? You know, look at all the family roles. See which ones he thinks are good a good idea. What would he do differently? Go down that path of, well, okay, what if we were to just say you can play video games whenever you want? Do you think it would be really in your best interest to play video games all day long? And he'd probably say, Mom, I wouldn't do that. And see, and let him go to bed whenever he wants. You know, your concern when he says play as many video games as he wanted, let him go to bed whenever he wants. Well, what if he did a really good job of only playing video games Often that, that it wasn't all the time that it, he he what if he what if he surprised you? But what he's saying is, I want to be the one to say have a say in what's right for me. And what if you're saying, I wouldn't play video games all the time. And what if when I wanted to go to bed was just really, you know, a good decision? What if how many video games? What if what I decided was really agreeable to you and you respected it and thought I was really responsible? So thanks for the question, Mom. I hope this helps you. And I'd love to hear how this is making a difference. And I have another question from another type 4 mom. Actually, this isn't a mom. This is a woman that babysits and um, teaches and homeschools a type 1 boy. She says, he has decided that it is not fun and nothing I can do can help him change his mind. I've tried using games, making rewards, putting on some music, and letting him have frequent breaks. It only seems to be getting worse. Also, spinal flushes and figure eights haven't seemed to help. His problem is mostly with phonics and reading. He refuses to listen and lays down when he doesn't want to do something. I'm tired of the negative energy he keeps pushing at me because he doesn't want to do it. Please let me know how we can work this out so we are both feeling respected and validated. Well, since you're not his parent, I'd be interested to know what parent, what type his parents are. If they're type fours, then you're just getting the brunt of his issues with them. Because you're not the parent, and he's acting out his irritation with you. And so that's tough, because if you're the dumping ground um, for his frustration of not feeling honored in his own home, you're going to have a struggle. So the key here is trying to t- help his parents learn about who he is so that he has the opportunity to be honored as his type one self in his own home because you're getting the byproduct of that. So I'd recommend you give the mom and dad a copy of my book, It's Just My Nature, and tell them that you actually use this information to support children and teaching them and the work that you do, and you just really love to share it with parents. So that would be my answer is to share this information with the parents so that he can be honored, and in that setting... And then when you get him, he's going to be easier to deal with. So I just think this is a um, a result of his backlash from what's happening in his own family. I have another question from a type 1 mom. Hi, I'm a type 1. My husband is a 4. I have a daughter that is a type 4, and she seems to have inherited a phobia that my husband has. I'm not sure if it is related to type 4s. She kind of freezes up when in crowds. Example, she is involved in gymnastics, and they had someone taking pictures. And at the same time, we're setting up for a meet. There are a lot of people around. When we went to get her picture, she wouldn't. She had to watch several others getting their pictures. And then finally, when she had to get her picture, she didn't know what poses to do. She loves gymnastics. We have to go to another 
town 15 minutes away, and she doesn't know the girls that well, so she has no intimate friends in gymnastics. She doesn't make friends easily. She has a talent in gymnastics, and I think she probably will not continue because of no friends in gymnastics. I am not sure if there's anything I can do. Do you have any suggestions? Well, this is interesting because I was just talking to my daughter-in-law, Sarah, um, last week, and she had told me that she had, well, I know her niece. Her niece is a type 4, and she's about 13, 14 years old now. And she plays basketball, and she's really pretty good at it. And she was sharing with me that her niece does really, really well at practice, but the minute there's a game, an actual official game, she totally freezes up. She's running down the court with her hands in her pockets. And she's, like, totally taken out by this. The fact that now she has to perform. Now she has to really show up. And people are watching. And she's very nervous now. She's very wanting to do it perfectly and afraid of failing and afraid of asking for help. And she now goes the opposite. And she hates everybody yelling her name and drawing attention to her. My son, when he was playing for Middle League football, He'd come off the field and say, don't yell at me. Don't yell my name. I don't want everybody watching me. So we would, <laughs> there was one team, he and Mario were both on. They were 12. And we'd like, go Mario. Go, mm, mm. Go Mark. I just whispered, go Mark. And he'd be like, Mario loved it. He was just like, yeah, everybody. Everybody yell. Everybody cheer for me. And then Mark's like, Mm. And that was really nice, Mark, when he walked off the field. And it was really interesting. I have to learn about that and go, okay, you do not want everybody looking at you. So I think there's some similar issues going on here. The example that you're telling me about is she was getting her picture taken. Everybody's looking at her now. It's very uncomfortable for her. So if you're to talk to her about that and say, no, you feel really uncomfortable. Don't just tell a child who they are based on what I'm telling you. Ask them, is this is this what you're experiencing? Is this what you're feeling? Um, is this what's going on for you? Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Because, again, you want your children to tell you that. Yeah, that's my experience. Thanks for understanding. Thanks for inquiring. Thanks for learning about me. Don't just go in and say, oh, you're this, this, and this. You have, I think parents have a tendency to do that when they learn this information. No, use it as a springboard to say, is this what you're experiencing? Is this what's going on for you? Is it really uncomfortable for you to have everybody watching you and at the meet? You know, it's to see everybody's got their, all their eyes on you. And what can we do to help make that easier for you? And they're working with... Um, Sarah's saying her parents are working with her, trying to help her during practices. Imagine she's in the actual official game or even in the actual games to just think of it as a practice to kind of psychologically shift it for herself a bit so that she's not going there so extreme with her freezing up. I was really, I thought, I said, Sarah, that's so cool you're telling me this story because I just had a mom write in about this. That's so cool. I'm no, I know I know what to tell her. And the other thing is, um, if this were my child and there was no, and they were having a hard time making friends, I would set an intention that my child would be able to make a friend or two at that experience, and I'd ask my angels to help arrange that and help 
my child, meet a friend, and that would be all put in place. And I draw on those spiritual supports and those um, ener- those energetic tools to help that become their experience. I even teach my child to write some intentions and some I am statements about meeting a friend and that showing up and that working out easily. I've got a great CD called The Law of Attraction for Children and Teens. It's at caroltuttle.com. It's all about working with children to set their intentions, to write their I am statements, to how to create the things that they want in their world. And it's a really great program. It's a DVD, actually. I said it was a CD. It's called The Law of Attraction for Kids and Teens. You can find it at caroltuttle.com. And I also have a CD titled How to Petition Your Angels. I highly recommend every parent get that. It's really fabulous information on how to draw upon the power of angels to help you in your day-to-day life so that you can get their assistance and they need to you need to ask them and you need to know how to ask them and so I teach you how to do that on this CD. We've got time for any call in for callers that want to share their successes or have a um, question that you might have for me at 347-677-1963. You can press the number one on your phone pad twice. I'd love for you to call in. I do have one more written in question while I'm waiting for to see if there's any live calls today. I'll take my last written question that I was re- that I received. And this comes from a type 1 mom. Hi, I have a four-year-old son who is a type 3. He has a hard time whenever I tell him no about something. He may ask for another cookie to watch a movie or stay up late. When I tell him no, sometimes he gets very upset and makes a mean face. Then he keeps asking for it. Sometimes he will make a fist and hit me. I know you have said that when children do overs, that is because they are feeling that they are not being heard. I try very hard to listen to him and what he is feeling or talking about. There are times that I will give him what he wants, but other times it just isn't good time or he he hasn't eaten well. I think part of this is just a young child learning what is okay and how to react to disappointment. Can you make suggestions as to how to help him handle this better or what I can do to help him with anger or upset feelings? I think he's using that to manipulate you, quite honestly. And, you know, you, you're you still a parent. Um, it's good to hear your children say, yeah, I hear you, and you're not getting another one. So you can, you know, hearing children doesn't mean going along with them in every case. So when you say their feelings are not being heard, um, hear their feelings in all accounts. Hear their feelings. But that doesn't mean you have to go along with what they're asking for. But you certainly can hear them in a manner that says, I hear you. So I'm thinking in this case, you need to let him know this is, you're going, you're going to have, you can have half a cookie or a whole cookie, because maybe you don't want it to be more than one cookie. Do you want a half a cookie or a whole cookie? Well, he's probably going to pick the whole cookie. And now you've given him a choice. You say, okay, and that's the only, and that's all you're getting. Do you want half or a whole? And then there aren't there are not going to be any more cookies. Now, once in a while, if you can go beyond that and say, "Ah, oh, you want a whole cookie?" Well, today, mommy's going to give you one and a half. And that's how much fun is that? And and so, what you're you're willing to not always make it the same thing. Type threes like to have it mixed up, variety. 
get bored of the same old thing. So you need to mix this up a bit. So if it's it's too regimented and it's always the same, you need to give a little variety into this little guy's life. And he just wants variety. Sometimes it's, he's upset because he's just kind of bored with the same old thing. So um, establish that up front about what he can expect. So he, you know, and just say, uh, <laughs> she reminds me of a story my daughter told me her they were at Sam's Club and I may have shared this on the air already. The type four um four year old Seth, he's quite quite the master of language in his four year old self. They're at Sam's Club and I guess Joseph is pulling a you know, pulling one on his mom about wanting something. He's getting real into it. You know, he's being really active, reactive in his nature and Seth looks up at you and he goes, Mom, don't give in to Joseph's desperate pleas. <laughs> and he just learned to not go, what? Where did you learn to say that? I'm sure his dad, who's a type four, probably said at one time in his life, Seth, I'm not going to give in to your desperate pleas. And all that, all, all it took was one. So Seth, in his little mind, goes, oh, desperate pleas. That's my behavior, what you call my behavior. Mm, got it. Mirror memory. Just get it. You know, he has a very... Uh, to mirror his, he's very, very good at remembering these accounts. And then in his mind, he can't wait to find a scenario to use the his newfound language ability. I even said to him one day, Seth, you really love to learn new words, don't you? He goes, yes. And then ways to use them, to find opportunities to use them. He goes, yes. That gave him that chance. So don't give in to your son's desperate pleas, but do hear him. And you can avoid some of this by prepping him so that before the fact, you let him know, this is what your choices are. Okay, you chose that, and that's it for today. And then give it some variety. I hope that helps. So thanks for all your questions that were written in. You can actually write those in to Parenting at Live Your Truth, post them on the Live Your Truth forum, and I'd love to hear more from you. I've got a caller calling in. We'll see. Hi, you're live on the air. Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm good. you have a parenting question? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just wondering what your opinions were on genital mutilation. No, I thought it was one of those callers. I don't know why people have better things to do with their world than to uh, call me up and say ridiculous things like that. Happened one other show, very interesting to me. But I can, I have a method to um, get rid of that person. So there you go. I should have followed my impressions on that one and not bothered. Uh, we all get intuitive hits. We need to be listening to them as parents. So just remember that. We've got, um, I want to, next week I'm going to be off the air. I won't be on the show. So I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to a uh, previous recorded show. Take some time to listen to one of the recordings. And um, sorry about that. I'm trying to get rid of this person from my my board here. Anyway, 
Go back and listen to one of the shows that you've been hoping to listen to. We will be sending out a, a link to a recording in the Monday email. Uh, in two weeks, I'm going to be doing a show on inspiration for all types of moms. I want to support you. I want to inspire you for each of your types. You need support. You need you need to buoy you up. We need to help you maintain your enthusiastic and committed status as being a mom. And then I I think what I'll share, it will also help dads. But I know mostly moms, but I'm grateful for all the moms that are sharing this show with the dads. And keep doing that. Keep introducing this material to, so both parents come from this this particular platform and you're able to work together as parents in a united effort rather than it being one parent. So this is my last um, call out for any live callers at 347-677-1963. Go ahead and call in. You've just got a couple more minutes. And if we don't get any more live callers, we'll go ahead and end the show a few minutes early today. You can download the shows on iTunes. And I was talking to a friend of mine that she actually set up in her whole system now that whenever her phone syncs, the show just automatically gets downloaded to her phone, which is really nice and handy because you don't have to go on and do anything. It just shows up when the phone syncs. So check that feature out. And we're getting our listening our listenership's going up. We had over 6,000 listens this last month in January. I'm excited about that because the listening went down a bit when I changed the topic to parenting, new show, new format. And I'm really happy to see that it's growing again. And thank you for sharing this information with other parents. Share my book, It's Just My Nature. It's really the whole energy profiling bundle. Let parents buy that themselves. Go to myenergyprofile.com and let them invest in that bundle that's very affordable. They get the book, It's Just My Nature, the audio book. They get the online profiling course that children can watch and learn from and identify their own type. And really continue to spread the benefits of this information. I really believe that it's helping, I know it's helping parents becoming better parents. And as parents become better parents, we create a better world. And that's just all, that's great for everybody. So I evidently don't have any live callers today, which is just fine. I want to remind you that you're doing a great job. You know, we don't want to excuse ourselves with the thought, I'm doing the best I know how, because we can always make things better by learning and applying. And through intention, I'm always becoming a better parent. If that's your intention, therefore, that will be your experience. That's a really great affirmation and intention to hold. I'm always becoming a better parent. And I am raising my children true to their nature so that they are happy, balanced, successful adults. You know, I'm grateful I learned this information and developed this program in time to touch the lives of my children. And I believe it's never too late to be a better parent. Your children can be 50 years old and you can touch them at a very deep level because we all carry with us every age we've ever been. And any unmet need that we still have can be met no matter our age. So I'm really excited when parents of older children listen to the program and apply this information because it doesn't matter the age of your children. So it would be good for you, those of you that have, um, get the grandparents listening. 
get your parents listening to learn about the children in their lives, not only you and your sibling group, but all their grandchildren so they can be better grandparents. Because, you know, you want your children in every, if that, you know, it's just nicer when your children feel close and honored by their grandparents. They just love being with their grandparents, but they don't enjoy it. And when they're not feel not feeling honored, and you're not enjoying it because you can see what's happening. So let's in, the goal for this week is everybody introduce this to a, a grandparent in their life, one of the grandparent, you know, one or both of the grandparents of your children. Help them. So thanks for being a part of today's show. I hope the potty training tips help. Let me know how that goes for you. And have a great week. Know that you're a, you're a great parent, becoming a better parent, and I applaud you for that. And I'll talk to you in two weeks when we do the show, Inspiration for All Types of Moms. Till then, have a great rest of the week. For more information on Carol's revolutionary energy profiling system and her natural healing methods, Go online to Carol's blog at www.thecarolblog.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking energy profiling book, It's Just My Nature, and her best-selling energy healing book, Remembering Wholeness. That's www.thecarolblog.com for all of Carol Tuttle's amazing resources. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Better Parenting Show, Email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being part of today's show.